Have you ever wondered why exactly it is that things usually sound better at home than they do on stage, in auditions, or even in lessons? It's easy to chalk it up to nerves or assume that you just have to practice more or get more performance experience. And sure, those things certainly are part of the puzzle, but a lot of times that's not really the true root cause. If you've been confused by the inconsistency of your performances, I put together a free four-minute quiz called the Mental Skills Audit, which will help you pinpoint your mental strengths and weaknesses and figure out what exactly to adjust and tweak in your preparation for more consistently optimal performances. You can take the Mental Skills Audit online at bulletproofmusician.com MSA. That's MSA for Mental Skills Audit. And again, it's 100% free, and it'll take just four minutes to get your results emailed to you as a PDF. This is Noah Kageyama, and you're listening to the Bulletproof Musician Podcast. Every Sunday morning, we'll take a look at a new research-based tip or technique to help you practice more effectively or perform better under pressure. And on the first Sunday of every month, I'll have a guest from the music, sport, or research world who will share their insights on how we can all be a little more awesome in the practice room and on stage. If BuzzFeed is any sort of approximation of the world at large, it would seem that a lot of folks are spending their quarantines trying to level up their cooking or baking game or DIY skills in some way or another. Whether it's making and eating boiled eggs, cutting a little cutout in the door for the cat, or grooming the dog at home, there are a lot of funny examples of people's attempts to develop some new skills. Of course, there has also been an understandable desire to level up in areas of our lives that are a little more important to us as well. By finally working through that stack of rep on our shelf that we've never quite had the time for, or simply practicing more and better, which are meaningful and worthwhile goals, of course. But I think there's a potential danger lurking here as well, which is hinted at in this quote by Olympic marathoner Keith Brantley, who said, Any idiot can train himself into the ground. The trick is working and training to get gradually stronger. I think we all recognize the importance of getting physical rest so as to maximize recovery from long practice days, minimize our risk of injury, and avoid overtraining or burnout. But I don't know that we put much of an emphasis on getting enough psychological rest. I mean, we spend a lot of time thinking about how to practice more effectively and how to perform more effectively, but who puts any time into strategizing ways to rest more effectively? Yet we've all experienced the consequences of insufficient psychological recovery. Whether it's that feeling of being fried after a long week of double rehearsals, practice, and performances, the post-audition blues following an intense couple months of audition prep, or feeling strangely tired and unmotivated at this particular moment in time despite getting enough sleep and feeling intense internal pressure to make the most of your time. So what is psychological rest exactly? And what specific things could we do to get more of it? Believe it or not, the topic of psychological recovery from training and competition hasn't actually been studied very much. But a 2019 study of a top five ranked collegiate field hockey team gives us some clues as to what causes our inner Eeyore to dominate at times, and what we can do to keep our inner Tigger at the forefront instead. The researchers were initially curious about what differences there might be when athletes were mentally rested compared to when they were mentally fatigued. 
And the gist is that mentally rested athletes reported feeling fresh, were more highly motivated to engage in their sport, willing to put in more effort, and enjoyed their sport more. Meanwhile, mentally fatigued athletes described feeling tired, looking forward to stopping, and had difficulty remembering why they bothered doing it in the first place at times. Perhaps you've experienced these sorts of moments as well? The difficulty, of course, is that while it's pretty easy to figure out how to get physical rest, just take a break from training in essence, it's not so clear what to do to get mental rest. I mean, sure, sleep is one way, but during your waking hours, just because you're not at rehearsal, or just because you've decided to take a day off from practicing, doesn't mean that you're not still dwelling on what the conductor said, or ruminating on all the things that sounded bad in yesterday's mock audition. So what is one to do? Well, the authors identified a few factors that tend to increase mental fatigue, as well as a few that seem to facilitate recovery. Thing number one, pressure to perform. The athletes' responses suggested that the pressure to perform at a high level in both practice and competition can be a major source of fatigue, both mentally and physically. As was evident through quotes like, you are exhausted after a tough session and you're also mentally tired because you're trying to concentrate. What's the solution? Well, coaches did their best to schedule rest days during the season, days when athletes could catch up on schoolwork or take a break from having to perform or train. I think the same thing makes perfectly good sense for musicians, and reminded me of something that violinist Donald Weilerstein has suggested to some students, specifically taking 24 hours off from practicing each week. Thing number two was always being switched on. During the season, the athletes spent most of their days either in practice or other sport-related activities like film study, working out, or meetings, or thinking in terms of optimizing sport performance even when away from training, like when they're preparing meals to eat healthily, or engaged in social activities that also involve teammates and coaches, like talking about hockey outside of practice. This being constantly switched on can be draining. And not just because thinking about upcoming competitions can cause some anxiety, but because it can take a great deal of mental energy to constantly be thinking about your work and ways to improve. So what's the solution? Well, it has to do with deliberately reducing the amount of time you spend thinking about music stuff and reducing effortful thinking in general during your off hours. So to switch off mentally, the athletes often engaged in low cognitive demand activities like watching TV, or reading to get their minds off of hockey and training. They also made a point to get away from teammates, stay away from locations that were associated with training, like the gym, and even avoid looking at things that would remind them of hockey, like their hockey sticks. This makes me think of the saying, work hard, play hard. Rather than practicing in a semi-focused way and staying semi-switched on all day long, Perhaps it's better to go all in and practice with 100% intensity for just a couple or few hours, and then make sure to devote a certain number of hours to being 100% switched off as well. A third factor in mental fatigue was tedium. The athletes' days were quite packed and rigidly structured, with very little freedom to vary their activities, and very little change in their daily routine from one day to the next. After a while, this rigid structure and lack of variation seemed to wear on them and reduce their motivation to engage in hockey-related activities. So what's the solution? Well, changing up your schedule from time to time could help. 
I mean, there's certainly something to be said for having routine, but it's a different story if the routine begins to feel stale and limiting, and you find yourself simply going through the motions. If that's the case, maybe it's a good idea to change things up a bit, even in little ways, because there's something really refreshing about doing something that you know you wouldn't ordinarily do at that time on a normal day. Like, maybe you've had the experience of heading towards the practice building only to run into some friends who convince you to play frisbee out in the quad instead, or spontaneously deciding to skip ear training class to go eat lunch in the park with your significant other because you're feeling pretty burned out and it's such a nice day. Not that I would know from experience, of course. Sometimes it's not even the thing that you do, but the sheer novelty of doing something outside of your normal routine that can be revitalizing. All in all, the research in this area seems to suggest that far from it meaning that you're lazy or lack commitment, taking the time to integrate periods of effective physical and mental rest into your daily and weekly routine may well be one of the key factors in your ability to maintain a schedule of consistently productive, fully engaged, and focused practice. It might be a little like LL Cool J once said, quote, you've got to stay focused without being boring, because all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. Skinny, but dull. You can find links to this week's study and other resources like practice hacks and the audition cheat sheet at bulletproofmusician.com slash blog. And if you found the episode helpful, please share it with a friend or practice buddy who you think might also enjoy experimenting with this during the coming week. <laughs>